Hey there, do you need to get some merch printed? My incredible sponsors over at Anchorfish Printing has a great deal going on right now. You can get 100 soft style shirts for only 499 bucks. Do the math, that's a great deal. For details, email michael at anchorfishprinting.com. You can also visit anchorfishprinting.com and see what else they have to offer. They are a one-stop shop for all your merch needs. And don't forget to mention the first ever podcast when you place your order. Hello and welcome to the first ever podcast. My name is Jeremy Bohm. I am your host. And if this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. My guest this week for episode 134 is Sean Lopez. He and Chino from Deftones have a project called Crosses that they've been doing back since 2014. They recently dropped a new EP called Permanent Radiant. They also dropped an incredible George Michael cover of the song One More Try. Sean also played guitar in the band Far, which is one of my all-time favorite bands. Did a band called Revolution Smile. We get into a lot of this stuff. It's a whole lot of fun. Sean is such a great guest. A lot of cool stories. And uh, I want to mention, if this is your first time here, there's a bonus episode available right now where Sean answered questions that were submitted by subscribers. You can get access to that plus a whole lot of other bonus content by heading over to patreon.com slash the first ever patreon it helps support the show you get a lot of cool stuff it would mean a whole lot also if you enjoy this subscribe to it on spotify apple wherever it is you're listening to this leaving a positive rating and review all of these things help i'd like to also invite you to follow the show on social media the instagram is the first ever podcast on Twitter. It's the first ever pod. Uh, if you want to write me an email, you can contact me at the first ever mailbag at gmail.com. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you got a comment. Maybe just something's on your mind and you want to tell me about it. I'm open to all things. And uh, I think that's it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Sean Lopez. What's up, Sean? It's nice to see you. How are you today? I'm good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah, I was even trying to think the last time I actually saw you. I feel like it might have been when we got coffee in Burbank, which was at this point like pre-pandemic, like fucking six years ago or something. Time is just confusing. Yeah, yeah. I think at it was point. at least four or yeah. Yeah, I was just talking about that with some friends yesterday because we had met up um, last night and for dinner and the the time that we met before that was probably like two months before everything went pretty crazy, you know. So it's, oh, that it's weird be... that that it, that it yeah. went by that quick, you know. 
Yeah, it, totally. When I was living in Burbank, it was, and I'd go uh, to that one specific Starbucks that you live near. It was always kind of fun to be like, oh, is there a chance that Sean is just going to randomly be in here? Because I feel like we had a good track record at one point going where like almost every single time I popped in there was the exact yeah. same time you were popping in there to go grab a drink or something like that. Yeah, it was very and, serendipitous. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the first time like you said hello to me was in that was in that Starbucks. I remember and, and uh, uh, I can't remember what you said, but it was, yeah, it's probably we've like, been fr- we've been, we've been friends since, yeah. so, you know, you said something cool. <laughs> I like to hope so. At least I'd like to hope so. Um, how long have you actually been in LA at this point? It's probably been like, what, like 15 years or something like that. Yeah. Like, like 2004, five, something like that. Um, okay. I mean, I was, I was down here a lot pretty often before that um yeah before i actually moved here uh, something i actually don't know if i know did you ever live anywhere else uh outside of california like did you ever have a stint like in new york or anything like that or have you always just been california yeah always been always been california i mean other than you know um you know made a made an album in new york uh you know and and lived there for like a six weeks or something um but that was it you know always been for in sure. sacramento or here Got it. Yeah. So you're born and raised Sacramento, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing I usually ask every guest that's a that's a musician is, do you remember the first time you connected with something musically that felt like it was yours? Maybe not something that was being played in the house, but something that you discovered on your own that maybe gave you a sense of identity. Like I got, you know, I got really into the cure and the Smiths mm-hmm. and like but at the same time, I was into Metallica and Slayer, which was like kind of weird then, you know, because I think nowadays, you know, it's more people listening to Slayer, but then listening to Drake is like normal. But, you know, it totally. wasn't really it's like you were either a punk kid or you were a metal kid or you were like a a, a rap kid or whatever or a pop, you know, and, and you didn't really. But I was always I was always into everything you know so um but yeah i think um i think something that i i don't know probably connected to was like just it's weird because i was connected to like metal and and you know i guess would be new wave i guess back then you know um yeah yeah i don't know i just felt like you know i don't know those those records just spoke to me you know just like was was you know it was just crazy yeah, it's it's funny to hear you say that because I feel like I've heard or read in interviews uh, Chino say something very similar where he was also into like the new wave stuff as well as aggressive stuff early on. Uh, is that something that you two connected on? Because I don't know what year you two actually became pals and obviously you're in this band together now. But like, yeah, I mean, um, how you yeah, go ahead. I, I think it was just like um, when I first met Chino, I mean, I didn't. I, I actually the first time I saw him was on stage, you know, when Deftones were just a brand new band, and um, I saw these this band playing these you know metal riffs and you know with all this like crazy energy, but there was something about the way he was singing where I I just was like I I identified with it because I was like I feel like he's 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 like me like he lo- you know he he loves I could tell he was really into Duran Duran, I just by the sound of his voice and everything like, and, um, and then, you know, when we actually met after that, it was just like, 
we just kind of you know became kind of loose friends or whatever but like it was more like our both of our bands were around at the same time and everything um but yeah i think uh it was just it was just like i never really you know met anyone that was like oh i i like and he wasn't really probably as into metal as i was but he probably got into metal because of steph and you know that that right 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 but um what was your um what was your gateway into finding um like the cure and the smiths and then also slayer and stuff like that like was it mtv was it the radio like what do you what do you remember it probably was maybe mtv maybe i I saw i mean i must have you know probably because i started with like metal you know i was in the metal and then i think the first like non-metal or rock thing i listened to was like duran duran and then probably after that became like came the cure because i probably saw a picture of robert smith and was like what is that you know like that right, looks yeah. cool you know like and yeah. and then yeah i just uh that that was and then kind of through through that like i um uh i met this i met this kid in 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 junior high um this guy jeff jaworski who actually sang for a band called red tape um hardcore band from sacramento and uh it was funny because in seventh grade when i met him he had kind of like like a jerry curl kind of like a like a michael jackson kind of haircut and then Uh in eighth grade he came he came back and he had like a mohawk you know it's more like a frohawk you know but like yeah and and i think i was wearing like a slayer shirt or something he was like do you like slayer i'm like he's like have you ever heard of dri and i was like no what's that you know and um, he's like, oh, and I think you know, I think he went and came back the next day, and he had like a mixtape for me, and that and that that mixtape had DRI, Fear, Black Flag, uh, I'm trying to think of like, but oh, and Suicidal Tendencies, and and I think Suicidal Tendencies was like the first punk band where I was like, whoa, like this is amazing, you know, and then that, so, so he really got me into like punk and hardcore, you know, because before that, and I think, um, yeah, I was like, I, I was, I was just, I, I got really into punk and hardcore after that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, he, he would take me to shows and like, you know, and I, I was just, I was bugged out by, you know, because I'd only been to, I guess I'd only been to like concerts before then, like, you know, yeah, sure. Big concerts and, so it was really weird for me to see like, wait a minute, the guy playing guitar right now, that's the guy that carried the amp on stage. Like what? I was, it was so right. confusing to me. Cause you don't, you don't like the, you know, when you're you got a concert, the, the first time you see a band play, like, you know, we're talking like an, at an a, a amphitheater or whatever. Like the first time you see the band is when they play, you don't see them before that. That's just like, totally. You, you can't do that you know yeah for sure so it was a, it just was a trip cur- you know yeah just out of curiosity because that name sounded very familiar to to me is that uh the same person that will haven had a song named after yes wow that's that's, that's him. wow yeah he's he's a, he's a legend man and i, I mean r- really like I, I might not even be playing music right now if it wasn't for for meeting him he's like you know such a big part of my life you know just of like showing me all these like bands where i was like whoa and that's probably what made me, you know, uh, think like, well, I, I could, I could do this, you know, like I could probably play in a band, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a trip, man, to think about that, you know? 
That's amazing. What was uh, your first concert? I think it was Def Leppard, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like his, yeah. like hysteria ever. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Era? Yeah. Yeah. And and which is you know kind of crazy and and uh you know and and you know because I was I was I was into them too. I mean I was into I was into so much music at uh, you know at a young age. You Yo, know, Def- so it's kind of a trip. Def Leppard you there's like there's like no even like ounce of me that would uh give anyone shit or like be negative about it because like especially if you're young i mean those songs are so yeah. hooky that oh, is man. pop music but like with ripping guitars it's like i yeah, could not blame a single person yeah i mean I, I i don't my thing is like i don't i don't know i don't I don't try and be Mr. Cool about anything because I like I like a lot of <laughs> yeah. things that probably people think are terrible, you know. And if it's like I'm just like if I like something, I like it, you know. And yeah, uh, you know, I'll 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 argue my reasons for liking it and and you know sure. whatever. Um, and and you know, because I, I always say like whenever somebody doesn't like something, I'm just like, man, you you just don't like to have a good time, do you? You know? Oh, you don't like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh you, you must you must be miserable, you know? So um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh do you happen to rem- I mean I have it on the I said it in the questionnaire too, but do you happen to remember the first C D or first album, cassette, whatever it was that uh that you bought with your own money? That's sort of a harder hard deep dive question too, I know. But do you happen to remember? It it was either like a KISS record or 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 Led Zeppelin. Um Okay. Because I, I have an older brother who who you know kind of basically like showed me music and and I think it, you know maybe it was like Led Zeppelin two. It wasn't the one sure. with like Stairway on it. You know, it was like yeah you yeah know, yeah Black Dog. Did you and, guys have? Yeah. Did you guys have like a local record store in Sacramento that you could rely upon, or was it like a chain that uh, you just had to make do with? I mean, they had a uh, they had the. I mean, obviously Tower Records, you know, that's where sure. it started, you know, so that was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that was basically, I mean, there was four, I think four, four or five Tower Records there. Um, Holy shit, I didn't and, realize. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where it started, but uh, there was, there was actually, yeah, I think there was four or five of them, um, which is crazy, you know. Uh, I think there was another place in Sacramento, too, that was, I don't it was probably a chain, but I don't really remember the name of it. Um, Tower sure. Records was just, that was just, you know, that's that was the went, spot, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when, uh, when did you get interested in playing an instrument and was guitar your first instrument? Yeah, it was, I think I'm, I mean, I probably had a, a set of drums first, but it was probably one of those cheap, you know, drum sets that you buy kids or whatever. Um, but I didn't really gravitate towards it. Uh, and then, um, one day it's weird because I was into music for so long and listening to it that it's weird that it took me so long to like actually try to play it. But then, um, this guy that worked for my dad came by one day and he's like, Oh, you, I think he was like, Oh, you like, you like music. He's like, I got a guitar in my, in my car, you know? And, and he brought the guitar into my house and, and I was like, I you know I held guitar and it was just like oh I got it and then my my parents like they uh they were like well maybe we you should you know take some lessons or something so I started taking lessons from this this guy and uh and you know bought you know bought 
bought a like a little acoustic guitar uh and and just started you know i I didn't take lessons for that long because i feel like uh like he was just showing me how to play songs and and which is crazy you know because i I never learned like theory or any of that stuff and which you know i I wish i would have you know like earlier like i didn't really start learning theory like music theory like I was just telling somebody this the other day um, that I didn't really know what a minor or a major chord was until even after far. Like, I didn't even know what that was. Like, I, sure. I was just like, what? I, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't really. Yeah. And And then, you know, once I started doing more, like, writing and co-writing with people, uh, you know, in, in later on when I st- started producing more, I would always just be in these rooms where these people were almost like speaking a different language, and it, and I just felt so like, oh man, I'm not, I'm terrible, yeah. you know, like I'm 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 uh, I, I need to learn, you know, and I and I you know it was good because I challenged myself to to really like learn more about theory and and everything and i it's probably better that i didn't know it because sometimes when people know too much of that stuff they're just annoying and they don't they actually i don't know they don't know yeah no i feel like something from the heart or whatever you know (laughs) yeah i was just i went to go see um uh manchester orchestra and the Uh uh, dude andy who sings in that band we were talking because he had been to, he had come out to LA early to do like a writing session or something or like to do something with Jim James who does like my morning jacket. And we got yeah, on the conversation yeah. about like, he's like the people that he's gravitated to and been blown away by are the people that don't know all of that stuff. Like the people that you would be so surprised to find out, like a guy like Jim James, who's just like, you know, indie darling singer songwriter guy. Yeah. who's just like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know chord names. I don't know any of that shit. I just grab a guitar and play what sounds good to me. He was like, yeah, I mean, I'm to, surprised he, sometimes. Yeah. 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 He was sometimes like, saying, I, I like, will. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I've worked with people sometimes that were, they're in, insane musicians. And then sometimes I will know more than they do about, you know, oh, this is like a, major seventh chord and like you know just these things that i've probably learned in the last like five years or something but but you know, sure try to come off all smart now and everything <laughs> like studious <laughs> exactly exactly oh what was uh what was the first band you did the first band um i guess it was uh well we didn't really have a band but i I, I remember I would jam with uh, Jeff Jaworski, you know, the the same yeah. guy. I keep bringing him up, but uh, we would always jam um, just punk songs, you know. Like, uh, but I think the first the first thing that we actually w- we felt like we could play was um, a band called Crippled Youth, which became okay. the band yeah. Bold after that, you know. Yeah. Um, but they yeah. they were like these kids, and that's why it was like. They were like 15 years old or, you know, like 14 or whatever. And we were like, oh, we we could play that, you know. So we started learning those songs and whatever. But it wasn't really yeah. a band. I mean, the next band was, obviously, you know, was, you know, you you know, the the Inner Strength band. That was that was yeah. the first band. Um, yeah, which is, you know? which is uh, still, you know, like I have such a funny relationship with, I mean, I'm, you know, as we're talking about my record collection behind me and like my yeah, yeah. first, <laughs> my first three things that i ever owned on vinyl was 
uh, one of the far incubus splits, the, yep. uh, the immortal records comp that also has like far the urge corn and incubus on it and then yep. the inner strength seven inch because i was just such yeah. a far fanatic <laughs> that finding out that you sang in this hardcore band was yeah. like oh my god you know like i just have to own that but then you know like over time you learn more and more about the stuff and like i feel like listeners would be pr- so surprised to also learn that like that inner strength seven inch that you were singing in was victory record zero one it's like the first yeah. release the Victory Records ever put out, which yeah. is like so crazy that that's where <laughs> that was the starting point. And I've always wanted to really talk more to you about it because it is pretty fascinating. Like, how did this band from Sacramento, this young band from Sacramento, like even connect with that label that's out of Chicago? Like, how did that come to be? Um, I think it was, uh, I mean, I don't really know exactly, but our our, our drummer, he was just a really, Brent, Brent Spain, he was just really it's one of them go-getters, you know, just like go out and do it. And, you know, I think he was, I think it was like he found an ad in Maximum Rock and Roll. Okay. It was like new label looking for bands or something. And it was, I think, you know, it was Tony Brummel was just, he was living with his parents, you know, and, and yeah. I think he was, so I think uh, he sent him our demo and then he hit us back and was like, hey, you know, do you want to? do this or whatever and we were like yeah yeah get, you know like and then yeah i mean we didn't we didn't really play that many shows i mean we played like 10 shows or something um, yeah i was i wanted to ask that too like because i mean there's no footage anywhere there's like no you know like no. i've looked you know it's like is there any document of any live stuff that this band ever did um so you're saying yes yeah, so you guys only played a handful of shows and then that was kind of it yeah but we played like I mean, we played crazy shows. I mean, I remember um, the one show we played. Man, Brent would do such a better job at this because I just don't remember. Uh, but our first, dude, I want to say our first. It might have been our no, it probably wasn't our first show, but it's like one second, third show. Yeah, it was at Gilman Street, and the bill was Bad Religion, no use for a name. And maybe, maybe, uh, instead and wow. And inner strength, you know? Wow. And, um, we played some crazy shows. I don't know if it's just because we were so young and people thought it was like cool or funny or like, I don't know. Let's see these shitty kids, you know? Like, I don't know. Are you like 16? Um, Like, are you 15? Yeah, like like 15, 15, 14, like, you know, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, we played crazy shows, man. Like we play with like one of our shows in Sacramento was uh, seven seconds operation Ivy and us, you know? And I mean, that's, 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 you know, a couple, couple bands that are a couple bands that uh, are a little respected. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that, but back then, like, like we were, you know, we were such like seven seconds was like, that was, that was, they were like the gods to us, you know? Um, Right. So so just to play with them was like, you know, dream come true. And, you know, we were just like, so excited, you know? Um, Absolutely. I mean, we were, God, that's you so know, crazy. We, yeah. Yeah. We played, um, there, there were a couple other shows. I mean, I think that were, that were on that level of like these bands that are just, you know, legendary. Um, Was your, was the time recording that inner strength seven, it's your first time ever recording. Was that your first recording experience? 
Now, because we, we did a demo before that, which the demo was way better. Um, so I forget what happened. There was something that happened with the recording process of that 7-inch where it was not recorded at the right speed or something on oh, tape. No. So it's yeah, it's really slow. It's pitched down, actually. Oh, interesting. Like, there was something happened. Like, I don't know if it was like the guitar player, like didn't tune his guitar like to a tuner. So then oh, when no. it went, you know, just like amateur yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff that, you know, I mean, I guess. Kids. You're, yeah, yeah, we don't know. I mean, we, and none of us had parents that like, I have, I had no music people in my family at all, you know, yeah. um, other than like listen to music. I mean, my parents would listen to a lot of music, but like, of course, you know, nobody played. There was no piano in the house. There was none of that, you know? Um, yeah. Which, it, it, you know, it, it, so yeah, nobody, nobody knew. So that, that, that seven inches kind of, uh, I wish it would have been the, 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 the demo the tape. 12th. Cause that was like, yeah, yeah that was like, I saw on Discogs. that was more, uh, yeah, I saw on Discogs. There's like, I think it says like a 10 or 12 song demo. That was like a cassette only. Is that what it would have been? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I have that. I bet I bet somebody does. Just like lost um, the time. Yeah, I tr- I think I tried like looking up. Yeah, it's like a twelve song demo, and it says it was released on Stop and Think v- fanzine. Uh, do you yeah. have any recollection of what Stop and Think fanzine is? Is that was that uh, like one dude, of your that, guys's that, zines? No, I don't. I don't. I think that was. I have no idea. Like I think you know because Brent, our drummer, would kind of do all the like business management stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was probably something that that he. Uh, that he hooked up um sure because he was always just like hitting people up you know and i'm i right i'm just i've never been that guy i wish i mean i wish yeah. i was but I've, i'm just not that guy i'm always i'm always, i was always just shy and just like afraid to talk to people uh something like that was pretty cool when i was just like you know still learning things that you know at this point like you know i've been such a follower of the music you've done for all these years and whatever and there, it was cool last night when i was doing some research to still find things that i didn't realize so like that the far uh boring life seven inch i saw that uh kevin seconds actually did the artwork for that uh with his oh, wife yeah yeah uh so yep. it's like that's kind of a cool full circle it's like you're so excited to play with with uh with seven seconds at the show and then years later he's like doing art for your next band yeah 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 and then you know just kind of became friends with him would always see him out and just you know chop it up you know yeah so i know inner strength was like 1989 which is like super wild to think about so yeah you're like super young kids when did uh when did far actually start was that was that sometime after like how soon after that did that start to form um it was a while after i think uh um i met I think, oh yeah, I met Chris, um, Robine in, in high school and, um, you know, cause he was like, he was like the kid, you know, it's just, this stuff sounds so funny now, but like, he's, he was the kid that like, dude, he can play YYZ by Rush. Like, no way. Like, uh-huh. you know, so I'm like, oh, well, yeah. he must be good, you know? And, and I've yeah. been playing guitar, you know, at that point, um, you know, for a while and, uh, yeah, he was just like, so I, I think I got together with him and when we just started jamming and then, um, yeah, we, we, I mean, we just 
but I think we, yeah, we jammed. And then I think at the time we were probably, I don't know, we were probably trying to play like Primus or something like that, you know? And, um, Oh, interesting. And then, yeah. Um, because we were like, I think it's like when you're, when you're, when you're young like that, you, you, everybody, every individual in the band, they probably want to make the band sound like their favorite band at the time, you know? Totally. And so you yeah. got like four dudes that are going for four different things, you know? Yep. And yep. It's, it's just a, you know, it's a nightmare, you know? Uh, and, 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 you know, eventually you learn that like, okay, this is what we do. This is the best thing that we do. And right. we're never going to be Primus or we're never going to be the bad brains <laughs> or like, you know, we're, you know, and, and I think that like, yeah, I think, I met Chris and then um, I don't even know how we met Malcolm, which was like the original bass player. Okay. Um, and then Malcolm was the, the, the gateway to, uh, to Jonah, because I think before that we tried out. Um, no, actually, let me go back. Um, first, we had this, a bass player named Steve. But it was just we were just instrumental. We actually played uh, two shows. I think it was like at least two shows as an instrumental band. Oh, um, and I think the we had was we it had, like weird proggy uh, stuff? Because if you're like if you're influenced by stuff like Primus, and then your drummer likes Rush, like what, like, yeah. what was it? <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of all over the place. I mean, I really I really wanted to be Bad Brains, you know, like that was okay. You know, quickness was like. That, that was, was it. That was it for me, man. I was like, yeah. that's what I want to do. Um, and and so yeah, we would just we played like a couple shows and um we had man, we had some terrible names. Like and it was all me. <laughs> I I I I I came up with You're the worst ownership? fucking names ever. Yeah, because oh because at the time too, I was I was in it, for me it was Bad Brains and Jane's Addiction. And that was like that was that's all that I was wanted the combo. to be like, you know? Yeah. And so the first name we had was Liquid Trip. And okay. that's just, that's just awful. Like, that's just so, like, I can't even believe I came up with that. I think I was just like, oh yeah, well, you know, want to want to make it weird. Want to make it like, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then it was, after that, it was Gone Black. Okay. Which is not as terrible, but it's pretty terrible, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, then, uh, these are also, by the way, for doing the show now, this is like episode 135 or something. I'll be yeah. honest. Those are also two not the worst band names that, that have come across this show. So like, you know, just giving you yeah. a heads up I, that there there is worse out there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, so then um, eventually, like, we stopped working that bass player. And then I don't know how we met Malcolm. I can't even remember. But um. Yeah, are you like still when, in high school at this point, or are you like maybe yeah, just out of high yeah. school? Yeah, just just in high school still. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, like somehow Malcolm knew Jonah, and and then then that whole thing started happening, you know? Yeah, because <clears throat> I saw the Listening Game record came out in 1991 but i didn't even realize that there was a demo that was before that that i've never even that i've never yeah, heard demo, i don't I think know the demo, the demo was 91 um and i think listening game was 92 maybe um, okay but uh yeah 
Oh yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, like Sweater River, Live No Lies. Like I've never, I, I yeah, have never heard that. See, and there's like it seems like one person has maybe sold that on the internet one time. Um, yeah. But uh, do you think there's much sonic difference between that and then Listening Game? Do you feel like it was like on that path to what that record sounded like? Sort of, but I think it was uh the the I think the first um yeah the first the the first thing was was probably leaning towards more of what I wanted to do I think because okay. Jonah had came, come into the band and we had already had songs you know or not, oh true not, not songs but but tracks I guess um sure so so he was just sort of figuring out how to sing over these like metal ish riffs i guess yeah that's fascinating to think about um yeah i was you know when i when i revisit listening game um which i do really i you know i really like that record for it being the sort of like beginning of what would end up being or whatever you know it's like i i think yeah. being such a fan like i can i can hear all of the the starts to what becomes you know that band later on um, but I, I also wonder, like, just because time and place of when that came out, like, was there, was there any band that you all four kind of mutually agreed on that you feel like is an influence for that early sound? Like from an outside perspective, sonically, I could be like, oh, maybe you guys like, you know, early Pearl Jam or something like that. Like with some of like, there's sort of a Seattle tinge to it. And I was curious if yeah. any of that was, was an influence. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at the time we probably all liked Pearl Jam like I think um that was probably a, a every something everyone can agree on yeah you know I mean other than like you know classic sort of stuff like you know Prince and Zeppelin and shit like that oh sure as far as, sure, a, new, sure, new, sure. Uh, as, far as a new band uh that, that would yeah. probably be the one that you know totally totally um did did any of your did far tour uh, or, or was Far the first band that you were in that toured? I'm assuming Under Strength didn't do much touring because you guys only played no, a handful yeah. of shows and you were children. Um, yep. But uh, so was Far the first band that you toured with? Yes. Cool. And was that pre yeah. Tin Cans or did you guys not start touring until Tin Cans came out? We d we did like um like uh, smaller sort of runs. I think we you know we would go up to Seattle, you know, and then down to you know portland eugene sacramento then go you know make it down to i think probably the first we made it out to was like arizona maybe okay. maybe uh no no actually we went to like utah uh like salt lake city and um maybe even colorado but i, I think maybe just as far as we went was like salt lake um because we, we back like at that time probably before uh tin cans came out was like we were playing with a lot of hardcore bands. Um, we were we, like, we did, we did like some small sort of runs with strife. I remember that. Um, okay. And I'm trying to think there was like another band. Uh, yeah. Strife was like the, probably the, the, the band that, you know, people would know. Sure. Yeah. So this, and that was even pre tin cans. You would go out with strife. Yeah. I, I believe so. And I'm, I, I'm saying, I, I'm thinking too, like, no, that might've been after, uh, cause I know we did some, some, uh, smaller runs with, with Snapcase too. Um, okay. but, but 
I feel like that might have been after Tin Cans came out. No, I think it was before. Do you um, have any recollection of how those relationships really started? Because, like, could it have been like the victory records of it all, like your connection there, uh, or no, not at all. I it had nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I don't know. I think because we were coming, I think some of it was we were coming down to LA quite a bit to play. We were playing like you know, teen centers and you know, uh, college campus, you know, Claremont, and yeah, places like that. And I think at at some point we probably ended up on the bill with, you know, the promoter uh, in the uh, in those days, like would probably be like, well, you guys would work on this bill, so you know, and this band's big, you know, so we'd end up opening for Snapcase or something. And then I think we just sort of hit it off or whatever. And, you know, kind of respected each other and, you know, and that's, um, and that's, that's sound. That's definitely the time when like, you know, Rev is putting out bands like sense field or whatever. So it's like yeah. not uncommon to have these two worlds sort of merging together yeah. and playing with one another. So that, I mean, sonically, yeah, we, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And we were playing with, um, we were playing. Yeah. We, and we were at the time, I think, yeah, we were playing with sense field as well. Remember that. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Like, were you able to recognize the that like that sound uh, was building alongside you? Like, was that something that you guys were like influenced by, like those sorts of like quote unquote early emo bands? And was that something that you guys were gravitating towards uh, with like realizing it, or do you think you were guys were kind of sticking to your own thing? I, man, I don't, I don't really remember. To like, I, I know. You know, we were always just arguing about what direction to go into, you know, mm -hmm. I probably, you know, I probably wanted to go heavier because I would see these bands play like Snapcase and be like, you know, I want to be like that. That's, yeah. that's what I want to do. And then, yeah, you know, John would be on his folky stuff, you know, and wanting to do that. And then I'd just be like, yeah, ah, all right, you know. Right. And then I, I feel like Deftones was sort of Deftones. I always felt yeah. like we're sort of the Venn diagram of like what you guys were doing alongside your own thing as well. You know what I'm saying? Where it was yeah. like, yeah. it would make sense for you guys to play alongside them. And also, you know, it felt like you guys were supporting one another um, and, you know, building each other up in your own ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. There the, was like a, I mean, there was like a building each other up. There was, there was also so like a little bit of like, like we were being competitive against each each other in in a in a in a healthy way in a friendly in a, way you know in a friendly yeah. yeah totally um but you know they won obviously so you know <laughs> <laughs> how did uh how did immortal records come your way like how did uh how did that process start i think we were just <clears throat> we were just playing down in la a lot and and um we were we were just starting to really bring people out you know, um, I think, uh, and then I think, uh, Paul, uh, Pontius was the A&R guy and, and happy, mm -hmm. which was, he was the owner of the label. I remember they came out to a show like in, it was somewhere in Orange County or Long Beach or some, some, you know, some, some teen center where we're playing on the floor, which was like probably pretty weird to them. Um, cause I don't think either of them had been to like a hardcore show. You know, right, that's like that kind essentially of what environment, the, what, yeah, what's, it's essentially what the show was. Um, but I remember at that time, 
you know, and I think I even saw like a, maybe like some video footage of, of that time of that era. Uh, maybe it was on YouTube or something, but, uh, but I remember I watched it and I was like, you know, I remember watching it going like, man, we were, we were on one at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so I think it was just, you know, I th- cause I think we'd been playing quite a bit, you know, we were playing like pretty often and you know, we were going up to Seattle and coming back down and, you know, just San Diego, you know, Sacramento, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I think we were just really, we were, we were, you know, we were sounded really tight and, you know, we were louder than, you know, it was louder, louder than shit, you know, it's like crazy. <laughs> uh yeah i we both have a mutual friend which is uh mr brad wood who uh who oh, did tin yeah. cans and uh we were yep. lucky enough to work with him on a couple records um i was curious yeah. what uh what led you guys to brad um was it his work with like sunny day real estate like what was uh or was it like a label suggestion what do you remember it was definitely a a, a sunny day thing i think um because uh, i remember I remember seeing Sunny Day for the first time in in Seattle when we were actually playing there, and I had a friend there that was like, "Hey, we should go see this. You should go see this band that's like getting really big here." This was before Diary came out, I think, you know. And oh shit, yeah. And and um, and we went to this place. It was like I want to say it was like called the Elvis or something, Velvet Elvis hmm. maybe. It was like a venue. Okay. And I remember seeing that band for the first time, and I was so blown away i was like i felt like i was hearing this like totally new like kind of music like and then i just felt like we were terrible after seeing them like i'm like we're we are fucking terrible like this 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 band is it you know like this (laughs) and i just i was so blown away and and they didn't even i don't even think they had anything out so like all i had was that memory of like yeah what what it was you know and i was yeah. like wow they were just like these melodies that were like just sounded so different and you know you know and I, it, that was back then like i didn't even it was what I, I never listened to the beatles back then i mean i mm-hmm. I, I have i got into them way late you know and but now i i realized that like a lot of beatles influences in the in the in the vocal melodies and everything you know um but i just i just remember being so blown away and then just thinking like well, yeah we're 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 not good you know this is terrible you know um, bless those bands that make you rethink your own music you know when you see yeah, those and you're like ah yeah. oh, shit yeah it's like it's like uh you know uh you know, it's like when you're when you're recording Water and Solutions, and then somebody gives you an advanced cassette of of um, OK Computer while you're making that record. <laughs> I, I was like, dude, this I, I I give up, man. You know, this makes you feel real bad. Yeah, but also yeah, you yeah. cannot Which, but, compare but, yourself to certain bands. No, no, I know, I know. It's just, it's, but it, but it's, but it's fun to you sometimes. You know, um, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because you what know, you everybody, everybody everybody's different. You know. Yeah, what do you remember from uh from your time with Brad? I mean, did you guys record that in Chicago? Was he still out in Chicago at the time? Um, we we mixed it in Chicago, but um, we we uh we made the record in um, Katati, California, a studio called Prairie Sun. 
Catani is like up, up by by Sausalito. It's like north. I think it's like north of Sausalito. Oh, um, interesting. And there's there's a there's a studio there. It's actually still there. I actually saw like a an Instagram ad for it the other day. Um, but it's huh. this it's this sort of like farm sort of studio. There's like two studios there. Um, they have housing. They have a, a house on on the lot that like you you live at. Uh, I think yeah, there's like wow. maybe two. And then there's like a trailer, I think, too, that you, that somebody else could live in. I think that's where, where Brad lived. And um, huh. yeah, we made the record there. Um, Brad was, I didn't know it, but I guess when he when he was mixing the record, I want to say, he was like really sick. Oh, no. And this to this day, he's just like, dude, I <laughs> I wish I could mix that record again. Like, oh, I that's just, the most Brad you know. shit in the entire world. Yeah, to still, totally, to still be hung know? up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I just wish, man. I, and, and, you know, I mean, and I always tell him, I'm like, dude, I was such a little shit back then. Like, a, I fucking knew it all. I thought I knew everything. Like, and just like, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for the way I was. You know, like, I mean, not that I was like a dick to him, but like, I was just. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hard-headed. I just remember it's it's just funny in 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 later years because uh you know at that at that point I was really into smashing pumpkins mainly uh-huh. you know mainly the, the 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 guitar sounds and everything yeah. you know and I was like it's got to sound like that you know and just like but it's like we're not this is different band like now I know now especially after producing and engineering and dealing with people that were you know that like that 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 were like I was, you know, like these right. young, younger people that you think the they karma know come back around. <laughs> yeah, they they know more than me, and and yeah. you know, so I have to, de- you know, and I'm, but but you know, I now now I realize like we're we were we're a different band. You can't, you know, you can't do that. You know, like you can't that guitar sound won't work with what we're doing. You know, and and I'm sure that's probably what Brad was feeling, and you know. Yo, it's really funny to hear you say that, though, because I never thought about that as a comparison, but I can 1000% hear that when thinking about it. Like the opening riff on the record is like tonally does very much remind me now that I'm thinking about it of Smashing Pumpkins. So, yeah, now that you say and that, I can hear it. Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, because, you know, years later, Brad would go on to work with the Pumpkins and and then, you know. I just want to so, talk to him about it all. Like, you know, like I, I think we, he came to one of our shows in Chicago and I was like, and that's when he was working with pumpkins. And I was like, so what? So tell me about it. You know, and just like, so I, you know, I was probably on some shit. Like, what was he wearing? Like, did he, have, oh my like, God. was he dressed? Like, what did he have a suit on? Like what, you know, like, and you know, yeah. Brad, Brad told me a bunch of stuff that was, who knows? He could have been making it up. He's like, dude, he keeps the studio at like 50 degrees it's got to be like it's got to be cold you know and like he told me all this like billy corgan folklore i guess you know but it's probably true because i i mean i i ended up working with billy you know not a while ago and you know that was how was your experience with him was it cool um it was i mean it was weird because like it's weird to to um to work with someone that that at one point you were like you know uh, pretty motivated idolized. by I mean, yeah, yeah like pretty like uh you know and then um yeah i was he's he's a strange dude he's 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 really grumpy man like to be honest with you he's and i 
I I think he has nothing to be grumpy about. Like yeah, just Br- Brad's dude, Brad's yeah. stories were pretty entertaining. I'll tell you that. I'm yeah, sure yeah. So we one. we always you know we always compare stories. You know, because I, I remember when I told Brad that like. I'm, you know, I was working with him for like a week or something, and and Brad's like, "Oh man, hang in there, buddy." Yeah, strap. And then in. when it, the week was over, the week was over. I was like, "I made it. I didn't get fired." <laughs> there you, you know? go. Because I thought I thought um, for sure I was going to get fired. What uh, you know, to a couple, you know, uh, tin cans comes out, and then you guys end up uh doing the Water Solutions record with uh Dave Sardi, and how did uh. I was curious how that how that choice was made, um, and what even when I look at Sardi's like releases that same year, I'm so fascinated that he did your guys' record and then did this incredibly brutal Vision of Disorder record called Imprint, which I also loved at oh, the yeah. time. And I it's just like fascinating that he did those that he did your records like kind of back to back. Yeah, what was uh what was with the choice selection with going with him? Um, we we like mainly me like i loved uh bark market his band and he they they had put out this record called the uh, uh or uh, record called or album called Elron which to me to this day is still one of the most exciting productions of a rock band that still to this day that i've like probably ever heard like the guitars are crazy the guitars are so heavy but they're clean it's almost like they're a clean guitar. It's a clean-ish guitar sound, you know. But it's yeah. it's it's literally still the heaviest one of the heaviest records. But um, I'm sad to say I've I'm unfamiliar. I'm that's the first thing oh, I'm doing dude. as soon as we hang up this call. Man, it's still like you know when you think of records back then, because now with technology and the way you can make stuff sounds he- sound heavy is like you know you can make stuff sound crazy heavy pretty easy, you know. But yeah. There's something about that 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 record still holds up in this way, in in a way that that you know. So, anyways, we were fans of him, and um, so we reached out, and you know, he's kind of this Brooklyn, kind of grumpy, kind of a he's kind. I mean, I he's a dick, you know, and but that's exactly what we needed. We needed a Fair. dick. Yeah, yeah, and um. <laughs> And I love Sardi. He's, I mean, I've done two albums with him, you know, um, but, but he's, and, you know, really influenced me as a producer as well, you know, and I think that like, yeah. so yeah, we reached out to him and I think we'd sent him some demos for, for the Water and Solutions and he got back to us and I remember I talked to him on the phone and he's like, I'm like, oh, did you, I'm like, you know, all excited. Did you, did you check it out, man? Like, and he's like, yeah, it, it's all right. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of faith no more ish a little bit. And it's kind of the, you know, and he kind of was like kind of dogging it. And I was just like, Oh, like, you know, yeah. I was like, this guy does not want to do this. And then, um, so anyways, somehow we agreed to, you know, he agreed to doing it. So we, we flew out to, to New York and, you know, thinking, I mean, thinking at the time we didn't even have a, an album like you know we were like i don't know like and um we got into a rehearsal space with him and he just like butchered our songs like you don't need that part what are you like why are you doing that like 
you know, but like, you know, and he was really brutal with Jonah, which is, which was so awesome to watch. <laughs> um, so we went in to, to track the record and I mean, I, I'd never played that much guitar nonstop. Yeah. Like, I think I cut all the guitars in two days for the whole record, but like, wow. like 12 yeah. hour, like crazy days, you know, it was all, it was all on two inch tape. So there was no fixing anything. So everything was, you know, live pretty much. And, and, um, and then, um, it was just awesome. Just, you know, once I was done then I was just like kicking back and then, you know, it was Jonah's turn and man, he just like, he tore he tore his lyrics up like oh like, wow like really oh, really yeah. tore the like changed the songs around a lot like no, I mean, not terms, tore them like up every, but no he was just yeah. he would bag he would bag on them he'd be like oh like Elvis like everyone what is this coffee shop poetry hour like that's oh an wow quote. yeah you know yeah. just like I mean he he hated that song but all of us hated that song except for Jonah you know so. That's, you know, wow. <laughs> that's yeah. why, I mean, I, it, it, and I'm still, I'm, I'm still convinced that the mix of that song is the worst mix on the whole album. And I think there's a reason for that. Really? In my opinion, you know, I yeah. think, I think it was, I think he mixed it fairly quick cause he just didn't like the song. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's funny enough, of course, it's like the song that's the single. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, yeah. He's amazing. Um, I think. I think he's. I think he's on. Uh, he's as a producer. He's insane. This podcast is presented by DistroKid, an incredible service for musicians that helps you upload your songs to all music streaming platforms, from iTunes to Spotify and Apple Music. Then pays you revenue from your songs all in one place. They've got a really cool new feature called Splits that allows you to add collaborators so you can pay your co-writers and fellow musicians without needing an accountant. To get 30% off your first year's DistroKid subscription, just head to distrokid.com slash VIP slash hard times. You know, when I think back about those times, like um, when I when I even when I like look at old tour posters and things like that, um, was it tough for you guys to sort of find people to tour with that you could sonically connect with? Because you guys were on sort of a different thing, a more melodic thing. You know, it's like I know you guys yeah. went out with like Sepultura, you know, which is crazy oh, to man. think about. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was. I mean, and I, I loved Sepultura at the time, so I was so excited, but I yeah. was terrified. That totally. was the scariest. I mean, the The first show was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which, you know, we know Albuquerque. We know that. Sure. We know the, we know yeah. the vibe. It was pretty terrifying playing. It was, it yeah. was, and every night was like that. It was just like, you know, like, we would just try and go? play the songs yeah, one after the other. I mean- yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, so there there were a bunch of like tours like that 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 either we were um either we were too heavy for certain yeah. bills or we yep. were too uh you know light for yo that's the bills, most relatable you know? thing from for me in the entire world because that's that's the that's for a lot of ways that's kind of the 
the lane that my band is in, where it's like we're either the softest thing on the hard show or the hardest thing on the soft show. Yeah, you know? I, I can totally I can totally see that because you guys are not even though you get loud and you get heavy, it's not tr- traditional what people think heavy is, you know, exactly. It's, you know, it's it, you know, the guitars aren't can, super gained out and, you know, totally. And like, in a way it's, you know, in a way we've tried to make that work for us because like, you know, there's something to be said about the, you know, if a bunch of kids are going to see like a softer show and then you're the, you're the hard thing, it makes, you know, young kids be like, Oh fuck. And like, maybe they're, entertained by that where they're like oh shit like this is different this is like making me feel differently um but then i think it's almost harder being the softer softer thing on the hard show where sometimes it works for your advantage and sometimes if you're just like sandwiched between some shit you're just like oh my god yeah at least if you're at least if you're at least if you're heavy they can't say anything because they can't hear anything you know (laughs) true play this like mellow clean guitar with like a softer spoken voice then you know yeah be called uh, many different names i'm sure it's tough yeah uh you know so far splits up and then if i mean to my memory revolution smile started pretty quickly after right like it was Uh like i feel like that first ep was maybe like a year later that you did um the at war with plastic ep and i remember going to i think i saw you guys play at the troubadour or something like that um mm-hmm. but um i was curious if that was a project that you had already started working on while fart was still together or did that come pretty quickly after um this is this is crazy like this is kind of a crazy story i'll try to make it short but this is this is how it started and and this is i don't remember i i, I haven't really even told this story too much but like you know close friends but so you know we we split up or whatever um and I came back, you know, came back home. Last show was in Chicago. I was, you know, heart was broken. Like, yeah, that was it. You know, we were done, you know, um, where, before we, before you go, where actually was the last yeah. show? Just out of curiosity. Uh, the Metro. Oh, is that the Metro? Were you headlining uh, yeah, or was yeah, it in Chicago headlining? Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was, it was, you know, packed, you know, it was, it was it was packed, you know. I mean, I don't know if it was sold out, but it was pretty packed from what I remember. Sure. Um, and okay. uh, <clears throat> yeah, because we we that was a headlining tour that we were doing. Um, and the only the, the 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 reason we did that tour uh, it was a headlining tour. We got offered so so. Water and Solution had been out maybe for two three months, and we were just getting together to rehearse. And management had presented. It, uh, presented a tour that was System of a Down, Incubus, Far Opening, and the three of us were like, I mean, the show, the the tour was, I want to say, already sold out, probably, like, yeah. or, or was was going to be, yeah. And you know, our kid was like, we're not doing that. We we don't belong with those bands. Let's just do our own headlining tour. And I was like. Ugh. I mean, we didn't have a choice. I mean, that was it, you know? So it was like, we did the, the, the headlining tour and it was, it was so like, it would be a hit or it'd be a real miss, you know? Right. Chicago, great. LA, great. New York, awesome. South Carolina, not so good, you know? Like, like really like what, 
Yeah. 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 Just yeah. all the, you know, the, all the things, you know, so, um, totally. So whatever. Yeah, so, so we ended up doing that tour and it, and it literally, that did it. Like we were all just toast. Like, you know, it was, that was it. Um, yeah. So yeah, came back home. Yeah. Um, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I, I remember, um, I get a phone call one day. Um, and it's Nate Mendel, you know, sunny day, Foo Fighters, you know? Yeah. He's like, Hey, it's, Hey, it's, uh, it's Sean. He's like, Hey, it's Nate. Um, Nate Mendel. Like I met you cause he came out to our, our uh, far show in Tacoma. I believe we played up there and okay. I met him and you know, I was probably like, Oh dude. Yeah. You know, sunny day. Like, you know, you know, and he was already in Foo Fighters. So I was kind of like, uh, that was probably a dick thing to say, you know, like whatever, but you know, but I, I had to tell him. And, uh, so he's like, Hey, so what, what, what's happening? And I'm just kind of like, huh, what, what's up? You know, like, uh, and he's like, Oh, so, um, so, Hey, so, um, Foo Fighters are looking for, um, a guitar player. And, um, I just want to hit you up and just see if you were interested. And, uh, you know, and I hate to do this to you, but like, we're trying out, we're, we, we're doing like tryouts. He's like, but we're only trying out um, five people and, and you know, we want you to be one of them. And I was just like, word. Damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm a, I'll put you in touch with our, our manager or our road manager or whatever. And he's going to send you some music. Um, so he sent me uh, some music and I think it was like, uh, I'll stick around. Uh, uh, there was a song called like Aurora, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. Um, because it was right before that album was coming out. So, was, oh, oh, was, oh, sure, it was before Color and the Shape, then probably. Yeah, it was. It was after Color and Shape. It was. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, right before There's Nothing Left to Lose. Okay, I think it's the sure. third album. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Aurora's on that. Okay. Um, so I'm like, yeah, okay. So he sends me, the, you know, so I, I'm like lear- learning the parts or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, the, the we're going to do tryouts at, um, or, you know, the, the tryouts were at Mates. So I pull up to Mates and, you know, which is like crazy now. It's like right down the street from me. And, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, I've crosses his rehearsed there. And, you know, I, I still think, I still remember like driving down from Sacramento, you know, in my, in my Honda and just like, <laughs> and pull, so I pull in the, uh, I pull in the, the, the Mates there. Yeah. You know, like walking around i don't see anyone i'm like walk in and and uh the first person i see is a uh, billy sheehan like that crazy bass player like he's like you know crazy vir- virtuoso bass player and i see him and he's like hey buddy and then i like look to the right and then and and you know girls there like dave girl he's like hey hey are, are you sean and i was like oh yeah yeah he's like oh cool man like yeah we're just down here and uh you know in, in the in the in the middle room or whatever I was like, I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm gonna go grab my uh, my guitar and you know my, my pedal yeah. board or whatever. And he's like, oh, oh, do you need a hand? I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, I mean, him being cool guy, Dave. You know, he was like, yeah. So I go back the, I go, I go to the car and I and I'm popping the the trunk or the the little hatchback or whatever. And I look down and the and there's a spin magazine on the on the in the back seat with like Kurt Cobain on the cover it's like some thing and i was like oh i just shoved that to the side real quick like eh, yeah. mind that, you know 
And so like I I come in and you know meet the other guys and um and um he was like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're you were you're you were in far, right?" And and it was like Dave and you know Dave was like, "Oh, yeah, I saw you guys uh I saw you guys play at the Troubadour." He's like, "Killer drummer, man." So, you know, so of course, as soon as I That's left awesome. the audition, I I called Robon. Call I was like, I was yeah. like, "Bro, you just You're got right. a stamp from 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 one of the goats, you know, like whatever." Totally. So, uh, so did the did the audition. It was it was, you know, it was crazy. I mean, I I I did I did well, I thought, you know. Um Yeah. And uh and I, you know, so and at the same time, it's funny because, like, in the, at the same time, Deftones were rehearsing right next door. They weren't there yet, oh, no but way. like they were apparently they were in the the room next door because they were riding White Pony, and right. so I guess they would end up hanging out a lot at night. The 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 Foo Fighters in Deftones, and and so I think like Abe or like Chino told me is like, dude, they really liked you, man. Like, ta- like he was like Taylor, Taylor loved you, man. Like. He was like, dude, the way he played Aurora, it was like, it was like awesome. He was like the edge or some shit. Like he said some, something about that. And, uh, um, yeah. so I was like, oh, cool. But then I guess like, um, somehow after that, like, I guess the tones guys told me management got involved, mm-hmm. their management got involved yeah. and lined up like 25 people to try out like 25 uh, more because I right. think I tried out. And then the guy after me was the dude from white zombie. Um, okay. was, was trying out. Um, but I was the first, I guess I was the first one they tried out. Um, so that, but by the, which by like the time a, I heard that, like, it's like a yeah, blessing and which, a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so then like, you know, the tones guys told me, like, Oh yeah, dude, they're like trying out like, like 20. And, and I was like, ah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm toast, you know, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not Yo, getting but that. The, so at the, what an experience though you know yeah no i mean it's crazy to think about like i i forget i have I, I feel like i have all these like weird random stories like that that are just crazy so so i go back home i'm like eh, you know i probably figured i didn't get it like whatever um so i go back home to sacramento i had an answer machine then you know so i'm checking my answer machine and he's like hey i'm trying to get a hold of sean uh lopez uh Hey, this is um, this is Walter Schreifels. Um, I played in a band Quicksand, and um, uh, just give me a call back, you know. So I'm like, I mean, I was a huge Quicksand fan, like, yeah, huge. Sure. So I, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, I was thinking like, oh, this is one of my homies, like fucking with me or whatever. It's a prank you know? call. So, so yeah, yeah. So I call back, and he's like, hey, so um, I'm putting together this um, this new band, and um. I want to see if you want to come out. I want to fly you out and jam. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, what? Like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I end up flying out there and this was what would become, I guess, rival schools. Yeah. And I mean, I'd always like loved him as like a, like a vocalist, especially. So totally. I get out, I get out there and, um, um, the bass player, uh, cash, who I knew, I, I I knew him from. I was a huge Iceburn fan. Okay, like the, yeah. You know, they were that they were that weirdo band on you the know weirdo uh, band, Re- Revelation. Yeah, like the weirdo yeah. jazz metal band. Yeah, um, 
but I love their guitar player. Like that was like, he was like such an influence on me, but, um, they, uh, so he picks me up at the airport and, um, and I think we went right to rehearsal and, uh, um, you know, we just started jamming, but like, I ended up, it was weird. Like Walter's a pretty strange dude. Like he's a, he's an interesting dude where like we would jam and then, but not for very long. And then we'd like hang out. And then the next day, like he'd be like, yeah, we're not working, but I was staying. I So I, at the first night I was there, I, I stayed at Cash's apartment in Brooklyn, which back then that was when Brooklyn was like, not nice at all. Sure. Like, yeah. It was, it was pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah. So I slept on the floor on like a hardwood floor, like no, no mattress or nothing. And it yeah. was so cold. And then I go to like in the morning, I'm like, I can, you know, back then I was like, yeah, I could, I could kind of make do with what, if you got a couch, I'm, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was always, I'm, I was always like a shower. Like I had to have my shower. I had to have like, you know, Straight I'll up, sleep yeah, on anyone's floor or whatever, but like, dude, I got to get my shower, you know? I feel it. So I go, he's like, yeah, the bathroom's in there. I go in the bathroom and it's like a tub with a hose connected to the like a green hose i'm not i'm not even kidding and like i'm a garden like, hose yeah yeah and i'm like what how do, how <laughs> how am i supposed to do this you know so like i think i didn't even shower that day so yeah. um luckily like uh, a friend of mine that was actually uh a, a guy that worked at epic um he actually had this apartment in uh, uh like in saint mark's area and he's like, I'm going out of town. You can stay here. So then I had it like made because it was like yeah, then you were nice psyched. apartment, yeah, you know, record label guy yeah. apartment. Um, so yeah. we ended up jamming like a few times, but like there would be all this time where he would just be like, we just wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And but it was it was actually when when we were jamming once, and he was playing just the guitar like quiet, and he was singing in his normal voice and that was the but not on the mic and i remember hearing it going wow that is not what i thought it would sound like because i oh, i was true. you know quicksand records i always thought he was screaming like loud but i was right. like when he was actually singing it was it was like normal speaking voice totally and i was like and, and i i remember at that point i'm like dude I want to do that. And I, and I think I can do that, you know? And then like, I went, you know, I went home and then, you know, he didn't end up putting rival schools together for like another year and a half. Another year or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, and then I like went back home and then just started like, I'd wait till like all my roommates were gone and, you know, tried to like learn how to sing and, you know, I mean, wow. Terrible. So, so watching Walter kind of do that is what gave you sort of the inspiration to try to start singing for Revolution. Smile. Totally. Be- because I always, you know, I always saw, I always just heard the records or just saw it live. And I always just thought he was screaming like really loud. And I was like, Oh, I could never do that. It'd be in key and like everything. Like, yeah. what? like, um, but it, seeing it was just like, Oh, I can do that. I sure. You know, and, uh, yeah, watching I mean, him sing and play guitar in those bands. Um, I like Quicksand like you, but Rival Schools for me was yeah. like kind of the one for me. Yeah, and yeah. 
and like seeing him play it just like looks so nonchalant you know like yeah it's, it's yeah really... no, he's 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 crazy talented man i mean he's yeah he's he's, he's a wild man for sure yeah for sure yeah um but um something that i was curious to ask you about with revolution smile because it's like you did the ep and then you had two lps but then those two lps had a lot of crossover songs which is something that's pretty yeah. interesting that i've always wanted to ask you about uh what was the motivation there like the song payday is like on all three releases yeah and that song is a um, fucking jam um but yeah, yeah what, but, um, what was the motivation well i think just like i think the sec the which is the second record, which is pretty much the third record. It's like the whole album um, was we were, we were um, man. And this is, this is another random crazy story. Like the ones I just told you, but I, I feel like it, I kind of have to say it to, to, yeah. for this to make sense. Um, so once I started to learn how to sing, you know, like, and kind of felt like I could pull it, maybe yeah, I could pull this off. You know, yeah. we, you know, we started playing shows and I just, I think I took some, I took some vocal lessons and tried to really how, cause I was always like, what's the fastest way that I can learn how to do this? And, you know, I was like, if it's going to vocal lessons and sort of learning some sort of technique or whatever, then I'll do it, you know? Um, and then, um, we started playing and, uh, I started making the, the album basically, uh, uh, you know, and, that that's basically like when I started really producing and learning how to engineer and everything. And, uh, and, uh, so we, we were kind of almost finishing the album up and, you know, mixing it and everything. And, uh, at the time I was talking to, um, I'm sure you remember the, but the, the website buddy head. Oh yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Yep. Notorious. I was, yeah. So I was talking with them a lot and they were going to put the album out. Oh, whoa. We, didn't, we hadn't we hadn't signed anything or anything, but they were going to put the album out and um cuz I don't know, I I think I met Travis Keller through somehow through maybe far days or maybe he was taking photos. I don't know. I can't really remember, but you know, that website was wild. Um yes. So Yeah. So one day um I'm just I'm driving and uh I get a phone call He's like, hey, this is um, this is the Peter Katz's uh, office calling for Sean Lopez uh, at the firm, and I was like, yeah, it's Sean. Uh, hold on, uh, let me get Peter for you. You know, it's like you know, you know, you know, it's like yeah. some big time shit when when somebody calls when you, the and secretary like, calls you. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, because you know, you just hear the hear the big wig in the other room going, hey, get them on the phone. You know, and then yep. they, you know, do that and whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I get on the phone. He's like, "Hey, Pete. Uh, hey, hey, Sean. And, and Peter Katz is like, well, very well known manager. Uh, but he managed Far for a, a bit. He managed Far okay. on Tin Cans, basically. And then okay. we ended up split splitting from him or whatever. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, oh, it's, it's going, it's going all right. And um, he's like, uh, he says, um, what are you doing right now? I was like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm just driving. But he's like, no, no, what are you doing? Like, mute, like, are you doing, are you doing music anymore? And I was like, yeah, you know, I got this band and, you know, uh, just, I've been producing and everything and I've, I've just finished this, you know, album, just kind of getting it mixed and mastered and whatever. And he's like, oh, cool. 
Well, hey, um, Limp Biscuit is looking for a guitar player, and Fred really likes your playing, and we want to fly you down to L.A. Um, to jam with with the guys. He's like, we're not doing tryouts, but Fred, you know, wants to wants you to jam with the guys. You know, this is after Borland had left or whatever. Oh, true. And okay. and at the time. I could not stand Limp Biscuit. Like they, that was when it was like very cool to hate Limp Biscuit, and I was sure. I, yeah, I was yeah, on yeah. I was on that train. You're on that you know? board, yeah. And yeah, you're on yeah. board. I've changed my mind, you know, in later years, but like, uh, and I'm just like, what? Like, I mean, I'm I'm like, I'm like on unemployment. I'm like broke as a joke, you know. Like, I'm just yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. make it happen, and uh. And he's like, you know, and I, I don't, you don't have to answer me right now, but just give me a call later if you, if you want to think about it or whatever. And I was like, okay, word. So I, and I mean, this is just crazy to think about now because I think in my same mindset now, if I would back then, like, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, I mean, when I tell this, this story to people that now they're so, so I, I hit him back later. I was like, "Hey, man, hey, Peter, like, dude, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm very flattered, and I, man, thank you so much, and uh, you know, tell Fred, thank you so much, but like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pass on this." Um, and he's like, I, "I'm sure he was probably like, what?" Right, and he's like, yeah. "Well, what, what's up?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I got this band, and um, I, I really believe in it, and I, I really want to give it, a, I really want to just." see where this goes you know and he's like right huh okay well um well dudes send me the music because i would love to hear it and um i was like okay so this was like right before like mp mp3s were like you know you could just email them you know so i like right sure put a it i put a disc put in, in the mail. mail that day yep sent it down this was a wednesday um i uh, so come Saturday, that the following Saturday, I get a phone call, some number, some three one zero number. I didn't know. Hey, is this Sean? I was like, yeah. Hey, Sean, it's it's Danny Wimmer and Fred Durst. What's going on? And I went the fuck out of here. Who is this? I said, like that was my response because I was like, oh, yeah. who the fuck? Like who's yeah. what's one of my homies is playing a joke? But then. They were like, no, for real. It's this is Danny and you know. And I was just like, I still didn't believe it. And like yeah. I was just like, all right, well, what's going on? And and they're like, hey, so we got this music that you're working on, and um what it's really good. And what are you doing with it? And I was like, um uh, we're we're gonna put it out on this this indie label and fred's like why and he's like i'm like uh i don't know just because we want to put music out like i don't you know i didn't really know how to answer yeah, that. you don't know how uh, to answer that question yeah yeah uh i'm like because i like music and i like to make music <laughs> and i want people to hear my music i don't know and he's like well why don't you put it out on my label and i went uh I don't know. I didn't really know that was an option. Right. And, yeah. And he's just, just like, well, that 
flawless. Yeah, imprint, flawless. Right? And you know, puddle of mud was like blowing up and right. Yeah. So, so um, so I'm just like I'm like wait, what? I'm I, at this point I'm still not believing that this is actually Fred and Danny calling. You know, now Danny Wimmer's right. like you know he owns all those crazy he's the rock festival guy in the states yeah, it's like you know? aftershock festival and all yeah, that sort of stuff yeah. right all yeah. those like he's killing it um so I, i'm still not believing it's them and then um then they're then they're just like so we want to fly you guys down and showcase um but not a not a regular show it should just be me fred our uh our our, our two assistants at the label and that's it no no corporate like whatever and i and and i and i was like oh uh yeah we we don't do showcases and you know which is crazy to think that that's that's i mean what the fuck was what was i on dude i don't know i was on one you know yeah uh and they're like well i I mean i was like again it was like they were i was speaking a language that they just did not understand you know and i was like yeah we don't i was like but we're playing in stockton in a few weeks, if you guys want to come out to the show, I mean, Stockton, like I was inviting them to Stockton. So, um, (laughs) so, so, uh, and they're like, well, dude, we want to, we want to fly you down anyways. Like we just want to hang. We just to let you know, you know, we're serious about this. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me know. You know, they're like, well, we're going to have uh, David, our assistant call you, um, on Monday. And schedule your flights. So right after that, Peter Katsis calls me again. And he's like, hey, so you talk to them? Fred and Danny call you? And then that's when I knew, oh, this shit, this is, this is actually this is real. real. Yeah. This, that was yeah. it really him, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, so he, you know, so he says that and, and I was like, yeah, okay. So I go and tell the other guys like, hey, we're, we're going down to, we're going down to Hollywood, you know, like whatever. And uh, right. so. So they fly us down. It's the whole, I mean, it's the whole dog and pony show. Like we get to the airport. There's this guy with a sign that says my name on it. Yeah. Stretch limo, fully stocked (laughs) bar. We get in the, we get in the limo, you know, they take us to the hotel, which is, you know, right on sunset, of course, you know, and, um, and then the driver tells us like, oh yeah. And you guys, you guys have, you guys have me for the entire night, you know? And I was like, okay. Yeah, He's like, well, I'm going to wait out here. Yeah. yeah what, what, where I'm going to wait out here. Um, and, um, you know, you guys could get checked into your rooms and whatnot. And, um, and then they want, they want you back down here in an hour. Cause we're, I'm going to drive you to meet up with Fred at guitar center. Cause this was when uh, Limp Bizkit was doing those guitar center auditions. They were trying out anyone. You might, you might vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. We go down to the guitar center on sunset. First I meet Danny and he was like, I mean, and this is like, this is when labels were balling. Balling. Yeah, for sure. Like crazy money. Um, So, you know, he's like, so dude like you know it's good to meet you and like so did you guys bring your 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 gear like your instruments it's like dude we want you to showcase we got we have the viper room tomorrow at 4 p.m you know and i was like dude i told you we don't we don't do showcases like i just i don't want to do that and yeah 
he's like, well, dude, it'd be cool. And he's like, well, dude, we don't even have our stuff. And he's like, well, well, we'll, we'll buy you stuff. What do you, yeah, do like, you, what do you need? Do they have it? Do, do they have it here? Yeah. Like, yeah. like straight up. And I was like, well, he's like, well, I'm like, yeah, but we, we have like vintage, you know, instrument, you know, vintage guitars and whatnot. And, you know, he's like, yeah. Well, is there anyone at your studio at your rehearsal in Sacramento that can open it up? We'll ship it down. We'll overnight it. Yeah. So they overnighted our guitars and our pedal boards and our like guitar heads. Yeah. Re- re- like not overnight, so but like some com- company called Midnight Express, which is like like fre- freighted it down kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who knows how much that costs? Anyways, so then we go up and we meet Fred. It's like Fred and and then I look to the right and like Juliet Lewis is just hanging out, which I'm just like, you know, we're we're just some we're just some kids from Sacramento. We, we've never seen famous people, you know. So we're, I'm just like, wait, what? Like this is this is wild, man. You know. Yeah. So this is where it gets crazy. So we agree to do the showcase, whatever, because they're gonna ship the gear down. Later that night, because we got the limo, you know, we go to a show at the Troubadour. I believe it was, I believe it was maybe you're the rabbit, like some, maybe Ken Andrews, like some, you know, one, like, I don't oh, know. Sure. I don't know. It's not important what, it, who it was. So anyways, yeah. we, we run into Travis Keller, Buddyhead. Yeah. And this was when, this was right after Buddyhead leaked Fred Durst's number told him to call him and tell him like, you know, tell him he's a fucking jerk off or whatever. I don't know what they did. Yeah. So we meet up with Travis and, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, he's like, what are you doing down here? And I'm like, dude, you're never going to guess. And I tell him and he's like, Oh, whoa. Like, dude, that's what, you know? And, and, and I'm like, Oh, cause you know, Fred had said, or, Fred and Danny had said like, Hey, we're going to meet up for dinner later. Um, you know, let's meet up later, you know, nine, nine o'clock or whatever, or, you know, 10 or something. Uh, so we're at the Troubadour and I was like, Hey dude, we're going to dinner with him. Do you want to go to Travis? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Or no, he might even invited himself. I don't know. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I was probably like, you know, a little tipsy or something. But, um, so, he gets in the limo with us. We go to to the to the um, sushi Roku was the place. Yeah, we we pull up. We pull up. We get out. Like, hey, this is, we I introduce. This is Travis. You know, my buddy Travis. Like whatever. We all sit down, and at that time, it's just Danny, and um, and this guy David, who's his assistant. Fred yeah. couldn't make it for whatever reason, so we're just right. sitting there. Fucking ordering drinks like f- tons of food whatever this guy lobo shows up who's fred's assistant yeah lobo walks in sees travis and walks out next yeah. thing i know i see f- danny's phone go off Wimmer. yeah he he looks at his phone and i just i i, I could tell something was going on he looks at his phone next thing i know he stands up and he's like, he just f- starts screaming at Travis, like, yeah. 
you motherfucker, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. like you, you've cost me so much fuck. Like, you know, like, cause you know, yeah. that website was huge and they had huge. people calling in the office. You've wasted so much of my fucking time. Like, no, you know, it's like crazy. And Travis is like, Oh dude, I'm, you know, he's like telling us, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll leave. I'll leave. And I'm like, no, no, I'm trying to get him to stay. I'm just so <laughs> stupid. Like so stupid, but also when it, when you really think about it, this is pretty damn punk. This is pretty, yeah, this yeah, is kind yeah. of pretty punk rock. And so he, he eventually like Travis leaves and I totally just played dumb. You know, I was probably like, yeah. Oh man, my bad. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that happened. You know? Yeah. I didn't know that. What's bu- buddy hit? Like, you know, like whatever. And yeah. Anyways, ended up being fine. You know, we just finished the dinner or whatever. And they're like, you know, they still wanted us to showcase the next day. Yeah. Um, so we, so we, so we, you know, we ended up doing the showcase the next day and, um, I was like, Oh, how many songs you want us to play? You know, like whatever. And they're like, uh, and I think Fred even says like, Oh, I heard, uh, I heard my best friend showed up last night, you know, like, and I was like, Oh yeah, man, my bad. Sorry. You know, whatever. And, uh, yeah. so we, it was like, Oh, do you know how many songs you want us to play? And he's like, Oh, you know, just play five, you know, three or four, whatever, you know, just, I just we just want to see you on stage with actually holding guitar it, yeah. you know like whatever you know and um so we we played you know we had like i think we wrote down like five songs to play and then we played one and as soon as the song was done fred and danny are walking to the front of the stage with like the you know neck you know the yeah, yeah, slash yeah. Stop, the neck stop yeah like cut it off stop stop and i'm like oh fuck like we we must sound terrible you know whatever yeah something's wrong uh, yeah. And they walk up, and and I was like, is, is it, "What's what's wrong?" It's like, "We're good. We're good. Like you don't need to play anymore, you know." And it's like, and then yeah. after that, it was just like, "We want to, uh, we, we want to do this. Like, let's do this. Let's get the paperwork in motion. Like, you know, let's let's go." And like, I think they were like, "There's a tour. There's a tour that's scheduled in a you know it was like three or four months down the road. This it was like a puddle of mud tour." It's it's already sold out. Um, you guys will be main support. <laughs> Thirty seconds to Mars is opening, uh, and we're just like, what? Like whatever, you know? Like and then, um, and then after that, I don't know what kind of weird Illuminati craziness happened, but like after that, we were. This was like Island Def Jam was right down the street from the the Viper Room at that time. And right. Paul Pontius, who signed Far, was working there, and I hit I I hit him up and I was like, "Hey man, are you in the office? Like we're we walk down, like we're in, we just did the showcase." So as I'm walking down to his office, uh, my phone starts ringing, great, like, and it was every label, every major label was calling me. We didn't have a manager or anything, so like uh, yeah. every label was calling me, being like, "Hey, we want you to showcase for us, like." I don't know how the word got out, you know, it was just yeah. like really weird, but like all of a sudden we had every major label, like, you know, wanting hounding you to sign the band. Yeah. yeah. So, so then I talked to our, uh, my lawyer at the time and he's like, you know, you, you really should do another showcase for these other labels. He's like, it'll just put you in a better position to negotiate, you know, this, this deal, if, if this is the deal you want to do. 
And so we ended up doing that. We just did a club show and invited just fans in Sacramento to just come make it a real show. And um, yeah. so we did that. So we did that show. And then one of the A&Rs that came down to that show saw Fred and Danny that night at dinner and told them, oh, I went and saw your band play. So then I got a call that I got a call that night at midnight from Fred and Danny and Fred was fucking pissed. Yeah. He was like, how fucking dare you? How, you know, I can't fucking believe you would fucking like totally disrespect us. We, we came to you when nobody was interested and now you're going to get all this shit. And it's like, what? And I was like, and I just said, Hey dude, luckily I knew how to deal with it and knew how to calm him down. So I was yeah. like, Hey dude, no, 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 no disrespect, man. We really, we really want to sign to you. I said, because I really like you guys. I really, every, the meetings we've had, I, I like, you know, I was yeah. like, but dude, I've signed a deal before and I've, and I've gone back to a day job and like, I don't really want to do that again. Like if I, if, so I want to explore the options, you know, and like, you know, and I was like, and dude, like, honestly, the label, the, the, I talked to my the lawyer earlier today and, and the deal you sent over, I said, it's kind of trash, you know, it's kind of, it's not great, you know? And they're like, and then, so that night he's like, tell me a dollar amount that you guys want. And, and like, dude, I, I, I upped the deal for like a crazy amount of money. And he's like, so if I agree to that right now, this is done. I can call our lawyers right now and it's done. And I was like, uh, yeah. Like I was like unsure because like I hadn't talked to, yeah. you know, our lawyer, Yeah, you but I was just like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And then, and then that was it. And it was like done. And it was just like, so crazy though. Like that, the fact that all that happened to me, you know, next thing I know, I'm like, hanging with fucking durst like all the time it's like so right wow that's that's yeah that's super crazy so how long um how long after the second record had come out uh did that band go on because i I don't know that i remember when the band officially like quote unquote stopped yeah because we so after we signed the deal they were they wanted to take that record that i i had already produced and they were like let's just get it mixed Let's get a proper, okay. like a mix, you know, like a, a big time mixer to mix it. And I was like, dude, you know what? I want to make like a, I want to make a, I wanted to make like a big budget big rock album. Record. Yeah, I, yeah, ne- yeah. I, ne- I never had, you know? And they were yeah. like, well, who do you, who do you want to produce it? Like you give us names and we'll get you meetings with them. And I was like, I, I mean, at the time I was like, Butch Vig, Rick Rubin, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, I even threw Sardi's name in the hat too, just because I, I, I just, you know, even though he wasn't as big as those other dudes. But so I ended up getting like lunch with, uh, Butch Vig, just me and him, which like back then that was, that's so crazy to me. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. We just, we just sat there and talked about Siamese dream. And I was like, just geeking out just asking questions. And then, um, um, and then, man, this is, this is one of those things where I wish I had, pictures of this shit because like it would be so right. funny because i ended up going to the movies with fred and rick rubin like <laughs> i wish see? i had a picture of that what, what'd you see we went and saw like uh it was like one of the like later austin powers movies <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> that all just adds more character to that entire story. That's I mean, dude, really I wish I had pictures funny. of so much stuff like that. I was like, man, just think of yeah. like just the three of Free us, cell three of us kicking it. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, man. Like, I mean, pre iPhone. I, mean, I remember yeah. I went to I went to lunch one day with like Fred and Polly Shore. Like, how how cool would that have been <laughs> to have so a photo of that, man? Sunset Strip. Oh my god, I know. That's so funny, like, but. <laughs> Anyways, I made I made it out alive. Yeah, you sure did. Um, So you know, I feel was there wasn't any bands between that and then when Crosses started, right? It's like you kind of went like full deep into production zone, right? Where you just became like a producer, kind of full time. Yep. Yeah. What was uh? Yeah, that that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the the driving force for wanting to start Crosses? Because I know you had worked on was it Saturday Night Wrist that Deftones record. Um, did that sort of like, uh, just from an outside perspective is I'm wondering, did that sort of rekindle, not that it was maybe burnt out, but like bring you and Chino back to being like buds again or closer friends or something like that. I mean, even though, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean that, that record was hard to make because at that point I was probably like the third or fourth producer that they had gone through. And, you know, it was just kind of like a tough time in Chino's life. At that, at that point and um so i think me him kind of re- you know respecting me as a producer but also a friend you know and and i wasn't i was you know from from kind of from day one i it, i was i wasn't the friend that was just going to tell him that everything he does is great you know and i sure. think there was probably maybe he respected that you know uh i, I think that yeah, so that that not that like yeah, I mean we we never had we were never not friends, but like we were just like those kinds of friends that you know everyone has where you can go six months without talking to him, but then you talk to him and it's just like it's nothing nothing's changed, you know. You it's pick just cool. right up where you left um, off. Yeah, yeah, and and also too like I've I've just never been one of those people that like I'm I'm more I always fall into that like place of like oh. Yeah, well, he's probably busy. I don't want to bug him. Like he's on the road. Like, I'm not gonna call him, man. He's probably too. Oh, you know, like I'm just yeah. like that guy, you know. Which sure. is like I, I just don't, um, you know. I always think, oh, there. Yeah, I'm gonna hit him up. No, I'm not gonna hit him up, you know, because like, yeah, he's probably, yeah, yeah, he probably doesn't want to talk right now, you know. And I, I just <laughs> wish I was like, I sometimes I wish I was one of those because you know, you know, we all know those people that are just like, I don't give a fuck. They're like, they'll call anyone, you know. Like, oh yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, who, who's that over there? Oh, I don't give a fuck who he is. I'll go talk to him right now. Let's go. Let's go talk to him. And I'm like, damn, you got like, you got balls. Yeah, but, yeah no, uh, I feel it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, we we um, but we we'd always like, we'd always said we're gonna. Oh wait, man, someday we got to do a project together because we we love so much of the same music. You know, we love, you know, it's so much of the same kind of production styles and and uh, you know that it that it just at some point it just made sense, I guess, to do it and um you know, I'm glad it did. Cause it's, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm getting to make music that I lo- like love to make, you know, and it's not just like, Oh, I'm compromised. Like, this isn't exactly the band that I want to be in, but like, this is what we do, you know, like where it's like, I, there's never, I don't feel, I've never been in a band or a project um, where I feel like, I'm I've never been in a band or a project where I feel like I I've always felt like I you compromise, you know, with, sure, with yeah. whether it whether it be 
the other people in your band that they're they're not the kind of singer that you want them to be or that that you envision on this song or if it's your own shortcomings as a player of like oh i wish i could fucking do this or i wish i could sing this but i i just can't you know and i think i feel like crosses for me is just like i feel like there's no no limits to to at least from in what i want from it you know um yeah to me it sounds like a it definitely sounds like a sonic love language between the two of you i mean like the fact that when you guys have put out a couple random covers especially these last couple years like i can hear in it the influence that you're taking from those original songs but i can also hear the love that you two collectively share for those songs does that make sense yeah yeah totally yeah i mean we yeah we just we you know we agree on a lot of music like mostly you know like it's kind of like if if uh you know obviously there's stuff that he likes that i i'm like eh, i could take it or leave it and you know same same with stuff i like yeah vice versa i'm sure like, eh. yeah yeah um how uh so i was curious that when it did start was was it a fun recording project that maybe you didn't know if you were going to take seriously and then i'm curious what the point was when you were like okay we should like put this out like this should be a real thing yeah, I mean, it was it was just really. Um, it started out where it was maybe just gonna maybe Chino was just gonna sing on a couple songs, mm-hmm. and then we were gonna treat it like kind of like a massive attack kind of project where we oh, would just cool, bring yeah. in other singers. You know, this you know somebody would sing on this song, and then this other person would sing on this song, and then um, as Chino heard more tracks, he he was kind of like. I don't want anyone singing on this. I, I want to <laughs> sing on all this shit. And then it was like, yeah. Oh word, you know? Cause like we never, you know, I never really asked him, you know, like, Hey, will you sing on this stuff? It was like, he just heard it. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's the vibe right there. Like I want, I want, I want to get on that. Let me get on that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now you guys have this, uh, the new EP coming out. You guys, uh I, I love the way that since the band sort of started and then i know there was a break in there but like it seems like this, it's always eps building towards an lp right that seems to be the the energy it's like you guys did like three yeah. 10 inches uh before yeah. you ended up doing the full lp and now you have yeah. these new the new release those are also 10 inches right the the one the most recent ones yeah, yeah. well there's um well the ep that came out in uh when was that? Oh, December. The, December, the EP yeah. that came out in December. That's that's going to be a twelve inch in April, I guess. Um, but uh, but then 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 the album the album will come out later this year. Um, and the way the way we're the way it's looking is that the the album will the vinyl will come out the day that the album comes out, which okay, that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's like, yes. That's yes. like on some. That's that's on some pro like fucking major label shit right there. The that's dream, like yeah. The Swift people shit right there. The people who can actually <laughs> make that happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm looking so, forward to it. I'm, yeah. Uh, is there gonna be uh, is there gonna be much touring plans or not really? Because I mean, I know Crosses didn't tour a whole ton. I feel pretty lucky that I got to see you guys twice. I think I saw your yeah. was your first show at the Glass House. Is that what it was? That was the first show, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah. I got to go to that and then I saw you guys at South nice. by Southwest, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I, I which remember. was 
which was sick. So like, yeah, is, do you think there's going to be much touring plans or is it still going to be kind of more yeah. of a recording thing? No, I think I think there will be um uh this year definitely there will be um some 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 touring. I mean, not, you know, probably not crazy, you know, grueling touring, but like I think just, you know, smart. I mean, we've never been to you know, we've never been to the UK and that's like Oh wow. Where yeah, that's gotta happen. Our listeners are are, you know, coming from. Um totally. I mean, we've never we've never been to Mexico and that's where a lot of the stuff comes from too, you know? Like so I think we're definitely we'll make it a point to to get to those. Um yeah, we just we didn't tour too much. Um uh, you know, obviously like Chino's got other things in in his life that that are that that take up a lot of his time, which understandably, you know. Yeah. Um, so so but yeah we're we're definitely going to do some some live shows um which is just weird to think about <laughs> when you haven't when you haven't been in a long time you know oh yeah no i really look forward I mean, i'm sure to it was I i'm sure it was weird for you you know like first shows back you know oh dude i mean I, yeah it's i've talked about it before but like yeah there was the the first show back was a fest that we did like a festival and i remember having that like I really hope I still like this feeling, you yeah, know, like there, yeah. I mean, there was so much time away f- from it that I was like, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it was, but, it was interesting, but like, honestly, 30 seconds into the first song, I was like, Oh yeah, this shit rocks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially your, your, your guys shows, man. You, I mean, your, your, your fans are, it's like, they're part of the show, dude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, it felt very nice. It felt very, very nice. Yeah, I mean, um, it probably, it probably, if anything, made you made you just appreciate it so much more, you know, so and more. not because I think if you're playing a lot, you know, especially the way you guys have toured in the past, it's just like, I mean, there's probably, t- I mean, there's got to be times, the little moments, even if it's not the whole show, but like times you probably just it just take it for granted. It's easy to take it for granted, you know, because oh, it's like it's so every day, to... like blah, blah, blah. yes, you know. But yes. then when it was gone, it was like, man people went through some dark times man yeah it made you know it's earlier in this conversation we were talking about you know the shows on the headlining tour that maybe don't hit as hard as the the major city shows and you know it's really easy to to try to erase those from your brain or just kind of get through them but like you know i feel like since uh since the pandemic and all that sort of stuff even the shows that are not quite hitting or maybe are not quite as full like i could still try to find the joy in them because i'm like look people are here who gives a shit like let's just make it what it is you know yeah so. yeah because because you know those people did come to see you and you know Ex- if you're, exactly if you if you exactly. have fast it and that's it's a bummer for them absolutely um well dude this has been awesome you've you've shared so many awesome great memorable stories that uh i I really appreciate your time let me hit you with the last question dude which is uh when was the first time you felt like you were doing the thing you've been working so hard towards i feel like it was pretty recent and it was with the crosses stuff and i I think at some point um because we had we had been through so like more so me been through so much with uh because you know we used to have uh, uh you know crosses used to be a three piece and yeah. me and the other guy just didn't really vibe like as time went on and and then chino was just kind of stuck in the middle like it's never like me and chino were not friends but he was just kind of like i don't know what to do like whatever so so many years we went without doing like crosses and 
again, it's heartbreaking for me because it's something when you, when you love to do something and there's no, like, especially with like the, the main person is down, like is down to do it, but there's this other per But so like, I think it was recent when like, I think we were playing, I think it was this right after we signed with Warner for, for this new era, you know, and we were in this studio just playing back songs for them. Uh, you know, like the whole team, you know, it was like some studio with like a fucking big ass, huge speakers on the wall. And just like hearing the yeah. stuff back, I was like, I don't know, dude. And like, it's, you know, might sound weird, but like, I, I almost had to stop myself from crying, like crying in a way, you know, like uh, it, cause it just felt like all those years of not doing it. And then to be in that place was just like, whew, man. You know, it was, it was, it was pretty rad, you know, and I'm, I'm dude, I'm down to cry. Come on. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's yeah. And it's, there's sometimes those moments too, where you hear your stuff back on like a system that's not yours in front of people that, you know, maybe you're a little yeah. nervous to hear it and you hear it back and you're like, damn, we did that. That's, that's, yeah, that was us, you know, straight up, man. Straight yeah. Up. Dude, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. And that is our show. Thank you so much to Sean for coming on and thank you for listening. Reminder, there is a bonus episode available right now if you head on over to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. You can get access to that plus a whole lot of other bonus content. Thanks so much for hanging out and I will see you next Wednesday with a brand new interview. Take care. Bye-bye.